Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for July 26th, 2021. So this week we had our newly crowned 2020-2021 NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, who defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games. Now in this series, the Suns won the first two games and the Bucks won the last four straight to win their first championship in 50 years. So just a summary of game six here. Giannis scored a career playoff high of 50 points with 14 rebounds and five blocks to lead the Bucks to a 105-98 victory. Giannis shot 16 of 25 from the field and 17 of 19 on free throw attempts. You know, his co-stars Chris Middleton scored 17 points and Drew Holiday had 12 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. And bench player Bobby Portis had 16 points. Ultimately, Giannis won the final MVP award after averaging 30.2 points, 12.8 rebounds, and 5.1 assists in the entire playoffs. So huge congrats to the Bucks team. I'm really happy to, to have to see a team, and like a non-super team, an authentically built, developed, drafted team win a championship. So excited for Giannis, uh, two-time regular season MVP. He wins his championship. You know, Chris Middleton was so fantastic this playoffs. He won me some money, so he's got a fan of for life. And yeah, I mean, that's all I really have to say on the Bucks end. Now on the Suns end, I think this is a, a bit unfair to call this finals a collapse. You know, they won their first two games pretty confidently and, and lost the last four. Game four ended up really being that kind of like decisive game. The Suns were winning the entire game and ended up losing 109-103 with the Bucks scoring 33 to the Suns 21 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, if the Suns win that game, they have a 3-1 series lead. Going into game five, they have home court advantage. And even if they lose that, I mean, you know, they have two more games to kind of prove their worth. So, I mean, I think it's really unfair to call this a collapse. You know, I said in previous episodes, going into the finals, if Giannis was healthy, this was going to be an uphill battle for the Suns. And he was. Like, no one expected Giannis to to come out and and, and be as lethal as he was after he, he suffered that uh, that strange leg injury. And also, it's important to keep in mind the Phoenix Suns missed Torrey Craig and Dario Saric, which really, those were two important structural bench pieces for the Suns, who really can take pressure off uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And speaking of those two guys, I think they each had individually some poor showings. The first two games where they won, Chris Paul ended up scoring 32 points, and Devin Booker had 27 points in game one. And game two, Chris Paul had 23 points and Devin Booker had 31 points. So the two games they won, they they both played fantastic. Looking up to like game three, for example, Chris Paul had 19, Devin Booker had 10. Game four, Chris Paul had 10, Devin Booker had 42. So like after those first two games, it was kind of like back and forth. Basically what I'm trying to say is neither of them could get it going at the same time which provided some difficulties for that team and i think ultimately kind of around the game three mark is when the bucks really became a cohesive unit uh that was the game where they ended up winning by 20. Giannis had 41 points 13 rebounds middleton had 18 points drew holiday had 21. really that first game this playoffs where we've seen or sorry this finals where we saw all three star players on the bucks just have a standout game 
and from there it was kind of just every game they were unlocked one guy might have had an off game but you can afford that when you have three star players so ultimately i think from the suns this is just a side effect of growing pains they're still a really really t young team i'd have to look at the entire roster but off the top of my head i think chris paul is the oldest player on the team and then you have guys like devin booker who's what 24 25 deandre ayton who's 21 maybe you know it, it's just a young team overall cam johnson mccall bridges so you know i'm really hoping they can build off of this experience and become a stronger team for future years I'll, I'll always be rooting for them after this year all right moving on guys the olympics has started the first couple games were actually as of recording yesterday i believe and just some background for the olympics for those unaware it's a 12 team format we have france the united states australia nigeria italy germany the czech republic iran argentina slovenia and Japan and Spain. So those are the 12 teams competing. Basically how it works is we have three groups of four teams and they each play each other once. So each team has three group games. After those group games, we have quarterfinals. So the top eight teams advance. And then after the preliminary round in the quarterfinals, it's single game elimination. So if you lose, you're out. Um, and then of course we have the semifinals and then the finals. So just some quick thoughts so far unfortunately i haven't been able to watch any games but i will be watching games that you know despite <laughs> despite the massive time zone difference i'll make time for it but the first four games we've had we've had france upset the united states 83 to 76 we've had australia beat nigeria 84 to 67 italy defeat germany 92 to 82 and the czech republic defeated iran 84 to 78 and I think this is going to be a really exciting Olympics. You know, the United States is always going to be the heavy favorites in basketball. You know, preluding the Olympics, they lost to Nigeria 90 to 87 and Australia 91 to 83. Obviously just exhibition games. But when you think back even uh, nine, 10 years ago when the United States versus Nigeria in the 2012 London Olympics where they beat them like by 50 or 60 points. I mean, I think the sport has just developed so far in the past decade where like every olympics every world cup is just going to be super exciting you know i still think the united states has a level to unlock i still think by and far you know they still should be the favorites and i still think they have a lot to maybe learn from each other as a group and you know they just have the most talent right but now that we have teams with legitimate nba pro level talent i looked through the rosters actually and I think Iran is the only team without an NBA player in the Olympics. And I could even be wrong here. You know, no names I recognize off the top of my head, but probably some guys in the G League or who have signed 10-day contracts in there. Every other team has competitive, legitimate talent. And I don't think any game is a given for any team in this competition. So I'm super excited for that. Just quickly, guys, I'll give everyone a schedule here. So the quarterfinals begin August 2nd and end August 3rd. Uh, the semifinal, the first game is August 4th. The second is August 5th. And then we have the final on August 6th, 8.30 p.m. my time, which is central time. Eastern time would be 10.30 p.m., I believe. So stay tuned for that. I think this is going to be a really fun Olympics, regardless of who you support. But that being said, that is all the news we have for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarali. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. 
we won't have a regular episode next week guys um unfortunately but we will have a special episode following thursday night's draft so look forward to that on friday august 3rd thanks for listening